11,000 employees losing their jobs as the Facebook and Instagram parent company joins more than a dozen other Silicon Valley companies cutting jobs. You're talking Twitter recently, 50% of their staff. Robinhood, 23%. Intel, 20% of their staff. Many more announcing that they are slowing hiring or freezing hiring for the time being. More than 100,000 people have lost their technology jobs since the beginning of the year, many of them in the last two months. Meanwhile, we're also seeing some Chicago startups lay off workers. Here to help us make sense of what's behind the downsizing and what we can expect in the coming months is Craig Wartman, clinical professor of marketing at Northwestern University and operating partner at Pritzker Venture Capital. Welcome to Reset, Professor Wartman. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Also here, John Plett, senior reporter at Crane Chicago Business. Good to have you back, John. Good to be here. I'll start with you, Craig. Lately, it seems like every day I've been hearing about yet another tech company that's been laying off employees. Why are we seeing so many layoffs right now? Well, it's, I think it's the, the classic search for growth. I mean, it has been a, a period of time we've been living in when We've got to ramp up our teams very quickly, or at least companies think they have to. And in order to compete and have feet on the street in, in sales, engineers, coding, et cetera. And I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's now in a entering what looks to be a pretty strong correction. Uh, those growth plans, those, those ambitious growth plans are coming home to roost and people are realizing, oh my God, we over, staffed for growth that never, you know, that never came. Mm-hmm. Even during the pandemic, John, the, the tech sector was still growing and the unemployment rate is actually low right now. It's at 3.7%. So talk more about what shifted in this industry specifically. Well, as Dave mentioned, you know, uh, you've got, you've got two things going on. You've got uh, some individual companies like Amazon um, or even Facebook where, they had hired really aggressively. It was grow, grow, grow. Uh, e-commerce has slowed up. The growth, at least, has slowed up for Amazon. So they're pulling back. I mean, you know, they went they went into a massive hiring boom the last three or four years, you know, putting up warehouses everywhere. And you've got, on the other side, you know, Facebook has had um, a slowdown with digital advertising. At the same time, they had been hiring like mad, um, trying to build out, uh, you know, what they, what they call the metaverse. And then you've got on the other side with startups is they were doing the same thing, which was, you know, hiring for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, there was massive amounts of money flying around, um, for these companies. They raised a lot of money. The whole idea is to grow and you start hiring and, you know, the, the market correction in tech stocks has pushed that back, has, you know, sort of has that rolling back on tech startups yeah. who are now realizing that their ability to raise money um, is nothing like what it was 18 months ago when they started hiring. So they're putting the brakes on. So you've, you've got a confluence of a couple of things going, going on. So, Craig, weigh in here. How exactly does a giant like Meta hire 11,000 more employees than it actually needs? Well, Sasha, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure it's 11,000 more than they need, but, you know, as that, as that ramp up is happening across the tech sector, and as John points out, big and small, you know, it's not just the metas, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. As they're ramping up, they've got to, they've got to remain competitive. You know, there's an interesting innovation twist that John mentioned, which, you know, with the metaverse and really, really investing in what they think is going to be the future. And that just requires a lot of people. 
And the tough part, I'm not, you know, I'm not defending this, but the tough part as the leadership team, as the C-suite is to figure out and calibrate how many people am I going to need to be as competitive or more competitive than, than the landscape, you know, than, than my immediate competitors? How many people is that going to require? How do I not, how do I have the people so I don't give up growth that is available to me? And then, you know, when there's a pretty sudden stop, it all comes unraveled. Mm -hmm. I will, I will say that, you know, John, you made me think about this. One of the things that always makes me proud of being a Chicago person is that, and I'm, I'm commenting now, Sasha Ann, mostly on the, the smaller firms in the venture scene and okay. the tech scene in Chicago. One of the things that makes me always proud to be a Chicago guy is that I think that, you know, that the, 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 the growth companies in Chicago do a better job of this. We, we are just better in the Chicago ecosystem at, calibrating that growth where when the wind is blowing hard, maybe those companies d don't experience the, the, the wild growth that their competitive set is. But when the wind stops blowing, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't hurt as much. And I just think they're more, um, I don't know what the word is, but more grounded, more sensible, a little bit less wild in their thinking when mm -hmm. the wind is blowing hard and just a little bit more realistic when times get tough. Well, John, let's dig into your um, your reporting on these tech startups here in Chicago that have also been been laying off parts of their workforce. Any sense of of maybe what type of employees are being let go here? Is this are we talking sales, engineering, or is it a mixed bag? It's a mixed bag, but it's more heavily weighted toward um, toward sales. Okay. Uh, companies are pretty reluctant to cut loose their tech talent. It's really expensive. Um, it's hard to find. Uh, you know, the, the really interesting thing is we talk about all these um, layoffs, which is why people aren't, you know, freaking out um, in quite the same way we've, as we've seen in previous downturns. I mean, you know, if you look at Amazon, um, you know, they're talking about cutting 10,000 jobs. Mm -hmm. It's 3% of their workforce, you know. Um, so, so you have to you have to keep it in balance. But the other thing that's going on here is many of the companies that have done layoffs, um, you know, in the tech sector, were hiring at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, they were still hiring. I, I talked to a couple of founders, and they were doing some cutbacks. They had either done acquisitions or they'd, you know, they'd hired like mad. Um, and this is something that, that you also see when you have a, a period in which, you know, you've got massive amounts of capital, everybody's growing, scrambling, hiring, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and this is true, you know, outside of tech. You know, it's, it's still a really tight uh, labor market. You talk to CEOs and CFOs right now, their number one problem is finding talent. Yeah. So, the you know, they've culled the herd a bit as well. Some of these layoffs are people who grew too fast. You know, when you grow like mad, you're never going to get all A-list players. And this has played out in previous downturns as well. Mm -hmm. Have you been talking to employees, John, who've been laid off recently? I've talked to a few. Um, not, what are they saying? Uh, it, it, it really varies. You know, in some cases, um, people uh, saw it coming. In other places, they were completely um, caught off guard. Uh, in a lot of cases, what I was, what I was uh, speaking to just earlier, is that they've, their job prospects are very good, and so they feel confident. You know, it's unlike some of the downturns. You know, if you look at the last recession particularly, mm -hmm. where things just went bad across the board, you know, it looked like the economy was just grinding to a halt. Um, there was, you know, basically turmoil, pain, suffering, layoffs everywhere. 
that's a very different scenario than what you're in now. Right. Um, it's not saying that it won't that the layoffs won't become you know more widespread and the music won't stop, uh, and that'll that'll generate a whole different kind of reaction. But it you know it was kind of a mixed bag. Some people yeah. were, were for it, and other people were. You know, they they were looking for looking for a job almost immediately, mm-hmm. and in many cases, you know, you just check out some of the LinkedIn posts. Uh, people found you know got rehired pretty fast. Great, great. Well, Craig, help us understand something. Why are layoffs seemingly the the go to solution when companies want to save money? Oh, gee, pressure pressure from investors. Um, just you know, they, these folks are under tremendous pressure to remain profitable and deliver on expectations. Uh, you know, again, big companies, big and small. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, you know, it is the most obvious, it's the most costly thing um, in a company, labor, and, and it's just, uh, it results in having, you know, it, it's a terrible decision and it's a terrible thing for uh, the employees involved, of course. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the main reason. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining us, we're discussing the recent slew of layoffs in the tech industry and what we're seeing here in Chicago as well. We're joined by Craig Wartman, who's a clinical professor of marketing at Northwestern University and operating partner at Pritzker Venture Capital. Also, John Pletz of Crane Chicago Business. Craig, I want to go back to basics for a minute. You work, as I mentioned, with Pritzker Venture Capital Group. Just explain what you all do as investors. Well, we try to find companies that are, you know, really interesting growth companies that have a differentiated position, have something unique about them. Uh, an insight, uh, as my colleague, Professor David Schoenthal always says, an insight into customers that other people don't have. And so that's, you know, at its, at its fundamental what we do. And then we try to surround them with, um, you know, good people who and and resources that can help them grow yeah and again back to my earlier comments it's what's so great about being part of the chicago ecosystem is there's just so much talent out there um that that's that are doing really interesting things in new industries really interesting things in old industries Mm -hmm. that are just very very different from the norm well you talked about helping them grow why is quick growth so important in the tech startup world well, it's, I mean, it's important for a number of reasons. It's important to establish early advantage where you win, um, early customers, make sure that you're building, you know, what we were typically refer to as a moat around you. So you've, you know, you've got some protection where when things are early and unknown and you're scrappy and trying to figure everything out at once, mm-hmm. including, you know, your technology or pro, what we call product market fit, your people. Um, as John mentions, everything, everything is happening all at once. So you're trying to get growth to give you not only just capital, you know, we always say green dollars. What I was an IBMer for years in Chicago, and we always said green dollars are better than blue dollars, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, money from customers is the best money you can get over internal dollars that you get from investors. Gotcha. And so getting that early growth is going to be really key to be able to grow further, build more, build out the product more when you're still learning. And, and that's a, you know, that's a long path, right? I mean, it, it takes a long time to learn what customers need and how you uniquely help those customers make progress in their lives and their businesses. It just takes a lot of time. Well, you know, it seems like companies are trying to spend the money as quickly as possible, which is then leading to growth that may not be sustainable. Is that the problem? Well, 
Well, that, that is true. I mean, there's, there's sustainable growth. There's sort of, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole mess of things happening here, but there's, there's investment leading to, to sustainable growth. And then there's the wider economic, you know, uh, pressures. And so, you know, the, what you always look for is a leadership team and a company and its people who are really, really careful and wise about the investments they make within the larger within the larger ecosystem. But at some point, you know, as John points out, when, you know, when nobody shows up to the metaverse and you've invested billions of dollars there, then you're going to have a huge problem. You know, that huge problem at scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, John, remind us, aside from laying people off, what other steps are tech firms taking to, to save money right now? And, and what are you hearing about how long this, this might last, this trend in layoffs? Uh, no, no, nobody knows. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it's all connected to what the Fed and everybody else are trying to figure out, which is, you know, um, when, when can you sort of get a handle on inflation? Can you bring it in for a soft landing? You know, all of that. What you're hearing from tech companies and the other things that, that they do, it's a, you know, particularly the venture-backed tech companies. I mean, the playbook's been out there for six or seven months. Venture firms have been, you know, talking to their um, their companies. And, you know, it's everything from, can you renegotiate um, or end, you know, certain software subscriptions? Can you renegotiate with vendors, landlords? You know, there's a all number of ways that they can save money. But for the most part, where, you know, where tech companies and particularly venture-backed companies really um, diverge from other um, non-venture-backed or more mature companies is most of your assets, you know, most of your spending is tied up in people. And that's why you see layoffs as sort of the first, the first resort. Uh, and, yeah. and that's, you know, we're, what, what everybody's watching, it'll be really interesting to see. You, you saw this last week. You know, Cameo did a second round of layoffs. And, and so, you know, the Facebooks and, and Amazons of the world are doing, you know, round one. You're already starting to see some companies do second rounds talking about uncertainty in the economic environment ahead which, you know, indicates that it may be um, tougher going for longer than people had anticipated. Craig, a few other stories that I've been reading lately on this issue, they've argued that these layoffs will actually lead to the next great company being born. Do you agree with that? Gosh, Sasha, and I don't know. I mean, it's so it's so tough. What you hope, right, is that people who are in that tough, tough circumstance, you know, some of them will go and, and find other positions. Some of them, it may be just the thing that they need. They've gained an insight uh, through this process that yeah. they think that they can monetize and they can grow. And that does, I mean, it does happen. I, I have no data on that and I can't, you <laughs> right. know, I can't look you in the eye and say that'll happen, but boy, you sure hope so. I mean, it really does so possibly sow the seeds of future really interesting companies. We'll have to leave it there. That was Craig Wartman, clinical professor of marketing at Northwestern University and operating partner at Pritzker Venture Capital, and John Pletz, senior reporter at Crane Chicago Business. Thank you both.